Stay tuned after the episode to hear an exciting offer exclusively for Iroquois History and Legends listeners. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Iroquois History and Legends. I'm Andrew. And I'm Caleb. And today we're going to be talking about a very unique Native American group. A lot of people may have heard of members of this particular nation, uh, but you might not even realize that they're Native American unless uh, somebody told you. So who are these peoples that we're going to talk about today, Andrew? Well, we're going to be talking about the Wanabe tribe. And I guess we should mention where they started coming from. It's true because unlike a lot of Native Americans, the Wanabe tribe, they're, they're kind of spread all out. They're kind of very unique in the sense that they weren't born in just a specific area of uh, like the Northeast or, or even North America in general. Yeah, um, but collectively, a lot of them started coming out of the woodwork in the 1970s. Uh, we saw a huge rise in number of people that uh, were registered as Wanabes, especially in government positions, because in the 1970s, affirmative action laws made it so that there were large numbers of minority positions available, and they needed to fill these because of quotas. And of course, many of these Wanabes who were very entrepreneurial spirits came in and rushed in and filled these jobs very quickly. Now, Caleb, what do Wanabes look like today if we had to kind of pin them down to ethnically, what do they look like? Well, I don't really want to try to name all of their physical attributes because I don't really see skin color. But ironically, the Wanabe tribe, they tend to be a much lighter skin color than than other Native American nations. In fact, a lot of them even have blue eyes and uh, blonde hair. But they also tend to be very vocal about Native American issues, especially on social media. They are very active in informing everyone of their ethnic status. But the interesting thing about them is they never really seem to have suffered the disadvantages of growing up in communities that were plagued by rampant substance abuse and poverty and discrimination from law enforcement officials. They really... uh, have been able to fly under the radar all these years. It's it's almost like they're able to get all of the positive things that go with being a minority without having to suffer any of the hardships. So they're very unique in that sense. Now, Andrew, there's a lot of very famous Wanabes out there. So why don't you tell us about uh, one that somebody may have heard of? Sure, Caleb. I've got it right here. Andrew, what's up? It's very unprofessional. I can hear your papers crinkling over there while you're trying to talk. We're well, trying they're, to do they're a- all loose, and I just can't organize them that well. Caleb, I'm sorry. I just ran out of staples last night, so my papers are just scattered shot everywhere. Well, Andrew, if you had joined the Dollar Staple Club like I just did, you wouldn't have to worry about your papers crinkling all over the place. Did you say the Dollar Staple Club? That's right, Andrew. Who has time to go to the store once every three years and buy staples? I know I don't. That's why for only $7 a month, I get delivered straight to my home the highest quality German stainless steel staples on the market. Wow, that sounds really great, but I bet it's really confusing to place an order. Oh, it's super easy, Andrew. All you have to do is go to their website. Do you have a pen ready? Sure do. Okay, here it is. www.http colon slash slash dollarstapleclub.com and that's dollar with a zero for an O. 
and you can be experiencing the great savings by next week, Andrew, and never have to deal with Staples again. But anyway, what were you saying? Well, I was going to talk about one of the more famous Wanabes, and that would be Ward Churchill. He's a very famous and outspoken college professor. In the 1960s, he was drafted in the U.S. Army, and he served in Vietnam. Uh, but th those records are kind of sketchy. Some people say that uh, he was there, and he wasn't, and he may have done a newspaper, and he may not have. And he may have been a paratrooper, but he may have been sent to track down enemies, but he may have not been there at all. So it's really sketchy. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, some places he claims that he was a paratrooper, and other places it says that he was actually like a coffee brewer and a truck driver. And also ran a film projection studio. But anyway, he also, uh, in the 1990s, became a professor at the University of Colorado, and which... What's more amazing is that he had a doctorate without ever even going to school. It's not that he had a doctorate, Andrew. It's that he was given a full prof professor's position with only a master's degree. Wow. So he wasn't, he, didn't, he wasn't given a doctorate, but he was given a job as if he did have one, which is very unique at a high university to be given uh, a, head professor, a head professor position without a doctorate. Uh, but because of his heritage of being a Wanabe, uh, like you said, in the 70s, it just made it very much easier for people that were identified uh, to get these positions. And he ran into a lot of trouble, especially in the year 2001, when he said that the people in the Twin Towers were just as guilty as the Nazis and that the United States deserved to be attacked. Uh, and that really ended up hurting him, probably because the institution he worked for was racist against him because of his heritage. At least that's what he claims. Shortly after this, Andrew... Uh, Mr. Churchill got into some trouble with the Wanabe Indians, and they were quoted saying this, We would like to make it clear that Mr. Churchill is not a member of the Wanabe Band, and he was only given honorary association membership in the 1990s because he could not prove any Wanabe ancestry. Mr. Churchill also identified with Cherokee descent, Andrew, but he got into some trouble with the Cherokee in the 1990s, and they actually posted on their website that any claims to have any relationship with them should be deemed fraudulent and completely untrue. They're probably just jealous. Oh, well, that was uh, pretty cool to learn about Churchill. Uh, what's up next, Andrew? Well, you look pretty tired, Caleb. Yeah, actually, Andrew, I didn't sleep very well last night. My mattress, and not really my mattress in particular, my box spring has just gotten worn out, and I'm just not getting a good night's sleep anymore. Have you tried Jasper Box Spring? Uh, actually, Andrew, I can't say I have. Well, Jasper Box Spring is an awesome company. They'll deliver the mattress box spring right to your home. And if you don't like it, you have a 60-day guarantee to sleep on it. And if you're not satisfied, you can return it. All you pay is full price. Uh, what if I want a mattress, too? Well, you'd have to go to a different company for that. Now, our next famous person of the Wanabe Nation, Caleb, is somebody that I guarantee you've heard of and probably seen if you're a little bit older. But a lot of people might not realize her heritage, though. Yeah, and that would be uh, our famous senator from Massachusetts. Now, uh, you may or may not have seen a lot of things in the news, but pretty much uh, she is identified as a Wanabe since childhood. And... Uh, 
Even growing up and into her academic career, she applied for several positions at prominent Ivy League and old school New England schools and was able to get positions there, which really raised her boosting of standard. And then she was even published in uh, one of her first books, Caleb, called... Um, I believe the book, Andrew, was called Pow Wow Cooking, and it was traditional Native American dishes. And one of her recipes was featured in it prominently. Now, a uh, strange thing with uh, our lovely senator from Massachusetts is nobody could seem to come up with any proof that she was a real member of the Wanabe. But uh, don't worry, though. I mean, you don't feel like you have to question her because turns out her mother said that her grandmother had high cheekbones. So basically, you know, obviously anybody that has high cheekbones is kind of an honorary member at that point. Most definitely. Now, speaking of women in our life, Caleb, you've got a lovely wife, don't you? I do have a lovely wife. Well, I wanted to remind you, uh, especially with spring coming up, that you should contact 1-800-FLOWER. Have you heard of them before? Uh, do they sell like roses and things like that? No, Caleb, this is 1-800-FLOWER, not 1-800-FLOWERS. They, you see, they offer the finest flour for baking goods, and they deliver it right to your home. Do they do all sorts of different types of flour? Oh, most definitely. They have whole wheat, classic, white, and many other varieties that your wife, girlfriend, or the mother who you live with would just love. So when you're done with this episode here, make sure to call 1-800-FLOUR. That's 1-800-F-L-O-U-R. And that brings us to our final person today, Caleb. And this next gentleman is somebody everyone can identify with. He is basically the poster child of Native Americans across the world. And that is a man called Chief Iron Eye Cody. And he may be one of the most famous Wanabe in history. I bet you guys have seen him before, and we'll jog your memory. He had a really long acting career. He was in all kinds of westerns, playing the classic American Indian guy, uh, but his most famous role was the crying Indian in the commercial series Keep America Beautiful in the 1970s. And can you jog our memory of what that commercial was about, Caleb? Well, picture a majestic Indian walking and canoeing through the beautiful heartland of North America, only to come across a modern-day white American highway. And everyone is throwing their garbage out their window and it's spilling on his feet. Meanwhile, the camera zooms in and a single tear falls from his eye. And then the announcer says, People start pollution. People can stop it. Now, some interesting connections. He was not uh, an Iroquoian person per se, but he did marry Arthur C. Parker's daughter. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yes. Now, Andrew, that's a very cool piece of trivia, but let me see if you know this one. Are you aware that Chief Iron Eye Cody is one of the few Native Americans whose parents were actually both born in Italy? I was aware of that, yes. Iron Eye Cody was known for going all around. He would even dress up in traditional Native American outfits regularly, even if he wasn't actually engaged in filming on that particular day. And there's literally hundreds, thousands, maybe more, Caleb, of different people that belong to this uh, proud Indian tribe, uh, but we just don't have time to cover them all today. So that we hope we hope that we've given you all a snapshot. It's true. The wannabe Indians, Andrew, are actually the largest nation in the country. 
Yeah, but Caleb, uh, I see your pronunciation's been a lo- little off. Uh, it's actually pronounced Wanabe. What did I say? You said wannabe. Oh, okay. Sorry, it, it's spelled so similar. Yeah, it's, I guess it's one and the same. I guess you just have to ask them how they would like it pronounced. And I did have one more quick announcement. Uh, that's from Canyon Hill. Um, they wrote me a few questions, and I'm just going to read here what they said, Caleb, in the email they sent me. It says, you like money? You like freedom? Do you like freedom and money? Well, you're going to love Ponzi checks. Act now to stake your claim on this $20 trillion payout, but you must have all your turkeys in a row by April 1st, 2018 to get in on this action. So just go to www.hugepyramidchecks.com. Now, everybody, we have an exclusive heads up on this information. So you're getting this before anybody else. So if you go and register at ponzichecks.com, you will literally be at the top of the list for this great opportunity. But just make sure that you get this done by April 1st. That's all the time we have today, Andrew, but we are hard at work at our next episode. So please tune back soon for more Iroquois history and legends.